Hello and welcome to the second Proximo Weekly Debrief, our weekly roundup of exciting content and top stories from Proximo. I'm George Kachadurian. Let's dive straight into Proximo's top stories from last week that we feel are driving project infrastructure and energy forward. Our first story concerns the CFE in Mexico, which is seeking approval for 350 megawatts of solar projects. It's seeking to develop 350 megawatts on the site of its 820 megawatt Cerro Prieto geothermal project in the state of Baja California. CFE filed its request to build the 150 megawatt and 200 megawatt installations known as Sierra Prieto 2 and 3 according to a document that was recently published by Mexico's Secretariat of Environment and Natural Resources, also known as Semarnat. The state-owned utility has previously attempted to introduce measures that would have hindered the development of renewable energy in the country. In the US, the House members in the US have filed a bill the Infrastructure Bank for America Act of 2020, seeking to address the shortfall in US infrastructure financing by forming a federally chartered bank. The privately owned, managed and funded Infrastructure Bank of America would provide over $1 trillion towards the rebuilding of America's infra. It is modelled after the Federal Home Loan Bank, established in 1932 to pump money into the economy in response to the Great Depression. IBA will provide a new investment vehicle for private investors, including domestic and global institutions, corporations and retirement funds. InfraBK, the development entity that plans to establish the new bank, is led by William T. Nolan. A consortium of River Rock and Willis Towers Watson has announced the acquisition of the ice skating and events complex Trevavium facility in the Dutch city of Nijmegen from T&L Vastgoed. The investment is funded through River Rock Brownfield Infrastructure Fund 1 and Towers Watson Eurosecure Income Fund. River Rock will manage the investment on half of the consortium and has retained Bahir Solutions and Haystack Corporation for the asset management. John Lang Group has announced that its CFO, Luciana Giamerniaro, is standing down with immediate effect. Group financial controller Stuart Colvin will lead the finance function while a successor is sought. The company is also in advanced talks with former Group Finance Director Patrick Odeburg to provide advisory services during this interim period. In Brazil, Bai Energia is developing 1.8 gigawatts in an offshore wind portfolio off the coast of Brazil after the company filed its first step for an environmental license last month. The project, located in the Brazilian state of Sierra, comprise the Calcaicha Park, which is expected to cost $1.41 billion and scheduled for operation by 2024, and the Canosim Park, which is expected to cost $2.35 billion. The co-founder of Bioenergia, Lucio Bonfim, claims the Calcaicha project has already been granted pre-licensing. The company will develop a plan for the project over the next 12 months to determine the exact number of turbines and their location. Initial numbers suggest for the Calchaya Park be 48 48 12 megawatt offshore wind turbines and 11 2 megawatt semi-offshore wind turbines. For the Camochim Park, there will be 112 megawatt offshore turbines. 
Bioenergia is expected to close an agreement with the EPC contractor soon for the Kalchaya Park, with both parties already having an MOU. The EPC on this project has experienced an offshore wind in Europe and also has equity in the Kalchaya Park, and an EPC contractor has not yet been decided for Konochim. The news adds impetus to the development of the first offshore wind farms in Brazil and will be the first to be included at power auctions. Bioenergia is dependent on the decisions of the Brazilian government over how to include offshore in its pipeline, and the company hopes to be contracting part of the electricity generated in the regulated market through power auctions and with bilateral PPAs. Talanx Group is raising €250 million Euros credit insured project bond to finance two solar power projects in Spain. The deal marks Talanx's seventh venture into solar power plant financing. It significantly increases the group's overall interest in investment in environmentally friendly power generation from wind and solar farms, which, including other infrastructure projects, totaled €2.5 billion Euros at the end of 2019. In Taiwan, the Ministry of Economic Affairs Bureau of Energy and Industrial Development Bureau held its second public consultation about the island's nascent offshore wind market after bureau officials pr proposed reducing the number of upcoming auction rounds from three to two and increasing the amount of installed capacity that is up for grabs in each auction. The proposal is now for the Ministry to auction 2 gigawatts in Q2 2022 and 3 gigawatts in Q2 2024, with an effective cap of 600 megawatts for each wind farm. CalPERS has announced the resignation of its Chief Investment Officer Yu Meng and his replacement on an interim basis by Deputy CIO Dan Bienvenu. Meng, CIO since 2019 January, said, At this time, it's important for me to focus on my health and on my family and move on to the next chapter in my life. Let's finish now with Natixis, who have completed financing on 94.5 million euros in an Italian solar project. The project is 121.5 megawatts of PV plants for European energy. The Texas acted as structured MLA and sole underwriter, agent and hedging bank for the transaction. The development is located in Italy's Apulia region, comprising 63 megawatt operational section that receives revenues incentivized for 20 years under Fifth Conto Energia scheme. A 40 megawatt plant completed in July 2020 and four PV plants totaling 18 and a half megawatts due to be completed in October. The bank was advised by Oric and Fischner. Sticking with the Texas and finishing our news story concerns the replacement of their CEO. Natixis's board of directors announced the departure of Natixis CEO and Group BPCE management board member François Liadieu following differences over the bank's future strategy planning. He is replaced as CEO by Nicolas Namias, the former head of Group Finance and Strategy. That concludes the news section of our podcast this week. To finish off, I just want to tell you about two exciting bits of content coming up for Proxima members exclusively next week. Firstly, my co-host of this podcast, Thomas Hopkins, is releasing a new article on US University P3 coming out exclusively for Proximo members this week, so please do keep an eye on that. It's an exciting area of financing, rapidly growing, and uh, which should be a great article. And finally, 
uh, our latest webinar. As you know, Proximo has been hosting weekly webinars since the start of this year. And this week's upcoming webinar is all about stadium financings. COVID-19 has had severe impact on sports facilities financings globally. So we're going to explore in a webinar hosted by Tom Nelthorpe, our contributing editor, what are the potential paths to recovery for stadium financings and what might need to change generally in that industry. This webinar will be sponsored by Fitch Ratings and Catton. Please enjoy all of Proxima's content this week and do take a look at our events website for all upcoming digital conferences, webinars and news stories. Stay tuned for more news next this week and we look forward to being back with you with the Proximo Weekly Debrief next Monday. Thank you very much. Bye bye.